Well, boys, we're, uh, we have returned after a three-month absence from the um, podcast sphere, uh, podcast universe. Um, but I tell you what, it, it, it's, I've never felt better. I've never felt more ready to talk movies and Star Wars and Harry Potter again. Um, and it's been, honestly, I've been having the itch and uh, uh, it just feels, it feels good to be back. Uh, I, I can't, uh, I can't, it's an indescribable feeling. Wouldn't you agree, Tim and Tanner? Uh, I'm only coming back because you promised a, well, you promised me two things. One, we're going to have a Harry Potter episode. I mean, that's the only reason I'm sticking around. And two, Christopher Nolan podcast apparently it's, is coming up. It's coming. Uh, it's about time. It's coming. It is. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited. So, uh, hey, let's not even beat around the bush. Let's just get right into this thing. And let's see if uh, my old... Let's beat into the bush. Let's, let's see. Let's beat the bush. And, and let's Wait. see if I can do the opening credit roll uh, just as good as I used to. And uh, that wasn't very good to begin with. So let's find out. On today's episode of Force Vision, we're going to be talking about everything that we saw in the news for the past four months since you've heard from us. Actually, longer than that for the last Force Vision episode. It's been a long time for some Star Wars news to gather, so we're going to be talking about all of that. It's been the entire season two of Mandalorian at this point, besides the finale coming up this week. We're going to do a recap of the season for you. And at the end of the show, we're going to talk about movies we want to see coming and TV shows we want to see coming that didn't get announced at the Disney shareholders event and kind of pitch them back and forth with each other. It's going to be a fun episode. It's good to be back. It is time once again to dive in. This is the Cinemaxic oh, Force Vision podcast. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Nothing has changed, Tim. Not a damn I, thing. I, I slipped up there just at the end, but I thought I did pretty good. I'm going to be honest. I thought that was <clears throat> thought that was pretty solid. Uh, uh, no. One take. One take. Uh, and I, I, I felt like I nailed it. So, uh, yeah, you made worse. Kudos to me. Um, I am the best. And that's, that's, uh, that's that. Um, hey, uh, so Hi. as always, I'm your host, Max Leadham at Max Fozzie. And I am joined today by my, uh, compadres, Tim Reichmuth at Tim Trist and Tanner Rush at Danger Rush. Guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's Thank you. Back. How, how's everyone feeling? We got a sore throat. Runny nose, uh, COVID-free, hopefully. I'm actually going to get an antibody test tomorrow because I do not know if I had COVID a few weeks ago when my brother got it. So, Ooh. Yeah, actually. kind of hoping I got it. That way <laughs> I don't have to worry about it as much for a little bit. Yeah. Not that I'm going to completely change anything about my lifestyle, but at least at that point I'd know that I had it and it really wasn't as bad or didn't affect me that much and so well i'll, t I'll tell you this uh pretty funny story um Paige and i hadn't had anyone really over to the actually we literally had no one over to the house but family we haven't hung out with anyone but family uh and forever we made a one-time exception and went to a little halloween gathering uh which was the first time i had seen any of my friends in months and now it's been almost two months again already and i haven't seen really any of my friends but uh, one of the main reasons we've taken such a big break for this podcast is one, I work for a video conferencing company, just so happens to be uh, one of the most busy times of the year. Uh, and also doesn't help that there's been a national pandemic. So it's, it's just been busy nonstop too. I bought a house. I bought a house in the past uh, three months and Paige and I have been working nonstop on this thing since we've gotten it. And it's just been uh, exhausting and it's been time consuming. 
Um, and I lost my train of thought, so I don't even know where I was talking about. Oh yeah, uh, Tim came. We decided we decided to open our doors to Tim to to come over and to take a tour of the house. Huge mistake. To to see to see what uh, what Terrible. he thought, and just to give just to give the tour because we'd pretty much finished everything up. Now this took some convincing to do this to with Paige and myself that we're like, okay, we'll have, we'll have Tim over and we'll be masked up. And Paige insisted that he is masked up. And I was like, okay, we'll, we'll mask up. We'll do a masked tour of the house. So Tim comes over and we, we do our, we do our mass tour. And the entire time I think eh, when Paige goes to bed, you know, Tim and I will hang out in the basement and, and we'll take our masks off. Maybe have it do just kind of hang out. And we never did. We, uh, Paige went to bed, but Tim and I just kept our masks on the entire time. Just cause I thought, you know, Paige would probably be probably just wants to, wants me to wear a mask the entire time. So I'll, I'll just go by what I think she would want. And, uh, so we did Tim and I hung out, but wore masks. Uh, very next day, Tim texts me and tells me his roommate slash brother that he lives with every day has tested positive for COVID-19. Um, so <laughs> had we not, had we decided to let our guard down just for a little bit and say, Tim, come on over, don't wear a mask. Let's, uh, let's just have a good time. We probably would have all, uh, we probably would have all gotten COVID. And because we were wearing our masks and pretty much stayed a distance of like four feet at maximum, pretty much the entire time away mm-hmm. from each other, we, uh, we did it. So, uh, so mask up people, but also it's that close. It could be that close to getting COVID. Yeah. So like the weird thing is I had gotten tested. So this was a Friday. I can't remember. It was the Friday after Thanksgiving. I had gotten tested that Tuesday and it came back negative. My brother got tested Monday, came back negative. Um, and so we didn't really do anything that week. Cause I mean, we were just busy with Thanksgiving and we went to my parents. Um, but I mean, it was, it was really weird. Cause like, I don't even know if I even got it. Like my brother's taste and smell disappeared. I was perfectly normal, but I mean, I still quarantined. Um, but then, so he got tested that Saturday, the day after, and then the next Tuesday and Wednesday and on Tuesday and Wednesday, his test came back negative as well. So, uh, the only reason we would know that he had COVID was because he lost his taste. It's a very weird situation. So I really want to find out if I had it or yeah. Cause if, if I was able to avoid it and living in the same house with my brother, where the kitchen is upstairs and he lives upstairs, I kudos to me. <laughs> yeah, kudos to that immune system fighting that, staving that off. It's that, uh, it's that vitamin C I get from Smoothie King. Did he did he get his taste and smell back already, or is he still? Uh, I think it was like this week he started getting it back. Yeah. So yeah, he he lost it for was that two three weeks almost. Jeez. Yeah. You know, that just sounds like that sucks to me. Like. You know, I love food, you know, so uh, that would be yeah. well, a huge so bummer. The, the, funny part about that, <laughs> the funny part about that was, so uh, the Saturday, Tim, I lost my taste and smell. I was like, probably got COVID. He's like, no, I think it's just allergies. I'm like, tell me the last time you had allergies where you lost your taste. And he's sitting over there eating a bag of candy. I'm like, why are you eating candy if you can't taste it? He's like, that's the whole point of candy. <laughs> is the taste but i just i just found that very amusing i'm just eating um, it to eat it all right <laughs> yeah all right. so how many how i'm curious how many times did you disinfect your chair after i left i didn't disinfect any of it i i, I didn't do a damn thing i went right to bed <laughs> exactly wow. I did that first and then and then uh tanner how long that reminds me how long did it take you to get your taste and smell back um 
Uh, about three weeks, maybe. Yeah. I might be the only person on this, uh, knock on wood, on this podcast that has not gotten COVID-19. Well, <laughs> well, I don't know if I had it yet. Maybe, I, here's, here's the thing. Even when it comes back, it does not come back normally. Yeah. Like, I, I could start tasting and smelling again, and I was like, all right, things are going back to normal. But then it was like maybe a month after that, everything started smelling and tasting weird. Like, and it's it's been an evolving weird thing. I guess, like, your brain's just trying to reconnect with the damaged cells and nerve endings in your nose, and it, it, it's like it forgets what stuff is supposed to smell and taste like. You know, so like coffee awful. is repulsive right now. Uh, French fries aren't very good. Fuck. Yeah, it's been it's been weird. If anything, it's though, I mean, weird. not not the end of the world. Cause, I mean, so one of the positives I would see out of that is at that point, everything that's really healthy for you that you hate the taste of, you can just go, go for and it. eat it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Salad's been <laughs> salad's been a breeze. It's perfect time yeah, to I mean, do a crash um, diet. There's gonna there's. I mean, I don't want to joke about this. It's a very serious situation. But later down the road, there's going to be a COVID diet where people are going to get COVID <laughs> so then they can go on a diet and eat healthy food and lose weight and live a healthy lifestyle. Interesting. Well, that's, well um, hey, guess what? This is a Star Wars podcast. So why do we, why do we, you know, you know, drop the COVID now that we've kind of thoroughly discussed that. And that's why I'm still locked down in my house, though, trying to keep it as safe as possible. As soon as that vaccine comes, I'm going to be first in line, baby. You you shoot that in. You stick that in and you shoot that into me. I, <laughs> you just you pump that thing down and you shoot it right up, right on in. That's what I say. Hey, so for those of you who don't know what was in the news this week, Disney, that's right, the owner of Star Wars had a shareholders meeting for all their richy rich investors that are concerned about the direction of where Disney's going or what's to come next. And they announced a bunch of stuff. They announced Disney and Pixar branded things. They announced a, a new service that's going to be under the Disney Plus branding called Star. They announced a bunch of Marvel stuff, but we'll save the Marvel stuff for the Cinemaxic podcast. What I want to talk about is the Star Wars stuff that they talked about. Let's lead off with the fact that Kathleen Kennedy says that in the next few years, we plan to release around, you know, 10 or more shows, 10 or more series on Disney plus series. She said not movies series. So they announced a bunch of stuff that day, like about 10 things. Two of those things were movies. Uh, eight of those things were series. But uh, some of those, I don't even know if they counted as the series that they were talking about, like a droid story and the um, that one anime show they're doing, which I can't remember, but sounds really interesting to me. That's just kind of oh, yeah. snippets of... of uh... <laughs> Tanner's waving someone off. Jesus Christ, sorry. Tanner's waving someone off. Uh, I try was, to maintain a professional setup. But... <laughs> that was a really funny. That was a really funny thing to see. Um, but yeah, so I kind of want to go over those things that they announced, and uh, there was quite a lot. So I wanted to bring that up. Um, what, what should we start with first, guys? You know, I'll tell you. Let's just start with. Let's just start with the the brand new show that they that they announced. Um, first and foremost, that it sounded the most interesting me interesting to me was the acolyte which is being written by the writer of Russian Doll, um, 
and also she uh leslie headland and she also wrote something she's a main writer behind oh okay um but she wrote that really popular show on netflix called russian doll that just people absolutely loved there's another one that she wrote she's she's a great writer um and she's been working on this show for about a year and a half now i want to say she's this was announced a while ago she was going to be um and the alkalite is described as a show that will focus on the emergence of dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic. So why is this exciting for me and I think for Star Wars fan? So the High Republic, if we did a podcast on this a while back, but it takes place 500 years before the Skywalker saga. So this is Jedi at the height of their power. Um, lots and lots of Jedi, massive in numbers. And they're doing this whole interconnected universe in the high republic they're doing comics they're doing uh, books and now they're going to be doing uh, tv shows with the acolyte so this is a totally new universe a totally new age that we have not seen in canon star wars yet and for me that's just super exciting and what it means by the dark side powers in the final days of the high republic so another thing i want to mention guys is the high republic is also during a time when the sith are extinct the Jedi have wiped them out, and it's quote-unquote days of peace. And the Jedi are basically like Texas Rangers wandering the galaxy, going to different Jedi outposts, setting up Jedi outposts, and just expanding their reach in the galaxy of, you know, their reach of good in the galaxy. Um, so the dark side powers part of the description at the end of the High Republic, this makes it sound like this is a show that's going to be based on the Sith rising again towards the end of this. What do you guys think of the show? What do you think it's going to be about? What do you hope they do um, with the Acolyte, Tim? Well, <clears throat> I mean, there's a lot of different directions they could really go with it. Um, I mean, we could talk about the many, many different ways. Because, I mean, this is a new era. There's not going to be any characters that we're familiar with other than Yoda. I think Yoda is alive during that time. Yes, he correct. is. Yep. So... I mean, there could be numerous different ways. I think it'd be really interesting to, to have a show focus on the dark side. Because, um, I mean, every content we've had at this point has really been focusing on the light side. You haven't really been able to kind of see what it's like on the other side outside of Legends and KOTOR, uh, like Knights of the Old Republic. We're kind of focused on that. I think it'd be really interesting to see it focus on, focus on maybe a Jedi that fell um, to the dark side and you get a different perspective of kind of what lures yeah. him to the dark side and then have him or her rise to prominence um, within the Sith. Um, and then also kind of going to like Sith homeworlds and stuff and seeing more of Sith temples. We saw that, you know, the rise of Skywalker. And I think it'd be really interesting to, to get a better um, idea of that um, and then just kind of explore the universe and see those, you know, dark sides of the galaxy. Um I would really love that. Uh, it'd be it'd be a unique and fresh taste than what we've already gotten. Because I know you mentioned earlier, you know, there's going to be tons and tons of Jedi. We already kind of got that with um, the prequels, where you know you have the Jedi Order very very prominent, um, and everything on the dark side is is moving behind the scenes. So if anything, the show could then be a reversal of that and seeing all of those moves that the Sith are making to try to make the High Republic fall. So that would be what I'd want to... Um, yeah. No, I think you got good points there, Tim. I, I'm on board with that, too. I think the most exciting pros prospect of this show is the potential of a dark side user being the main character 
and seeing it from their side, this you know rising up of the Sith again at the end of the of the High Republic era, which you wonder what that is, because this takes place 500 years before the Skywalker saga. So how many years into the High Republic era is is that like a hundred years after a lot of the stories that we're going to hear and read about with the high Republic? Is this like, you know, three years after the stories that started with the high Republic, how long has the high Republic been in reign? And when does that come to an end is something that I'm really curious about because um, yeah, I'm curious how they're going to, how they're going to make this work. Cause before we've all known that the old Republic is a very old thing, but the old Republic is, is not canon anymore. So could they have it? So the high Republic came before the old Republic and at the fall of the high Republic, the old Republic's formed. And that's where these Sith Jedi wars come into play. Or is the old Republic when the Sith Jedi fought originally, it became extinct. High Republic's formed. They run, they, they have this reign for years and years and years of peace. And then the Sith come back. Um, it's interesting. Uh, Tanner, what do you think? Uh, like you said, I think, of everything announced, this is probably what I'm most excited for. Um, I, I do hope it's a dark side main character. I, I think it would have to be, or duogonist type thing where there's like the dark side bad guy and like the High Republic era Jedi who are like hot on the trail or something. Uh-oh. I do Uh-oh. wonder, uh, is the High Republic... Oh, am I breaking up? You are breaking up a little bit, Tanner. But keep going. You're right. right. Um, I do wonder if the high is the High Republic going to be like meaningfully different from the prequel era. I don't. This is a weird thing. I just I don't get why they didn't do an old Republic type thing. Why are they? Why is I Disney think, so afraid of touching well, that when I think that's like? I think they're not afraid of touching it. I just think they know the old Republic has been done before and it's, it's been so fleshed out. Like the old Republic had canon. It is. You're right. None of it is. And so I think there's probably some, there's some apprehension to the fact that that is a beloved thing in star Wars is the old Republic. And it's been expanded upon so much with, with all these different characters that they want to make sure that if they go do it, they do it right Two, they could be planning to maybe bring different stories that have already been told into canon and make that canon and not have to rewrite it type of thing. That, I think, just takes a little bit more formulation. I think with the High Republic, they're just trying to dip their toes into telling a brand new story, not connected to anything, and seeing how they could tell their own thing. And uh, that's what's interesting to me. Because the Old Republic has been done before. We've heard of all these characters. And I'm ready for something fresh. Like, I want to see, like, a Revan. You know, Revan is an iconic character with Star Wars fans now. Darth Bane is an iconic character with Star Wars fans now. It's, you know, the list goes on and on with the, with, the Repu- uh, with the Old Republic. And those are great characters. But why not give us, do something new, and let's see if we can get those type of characters out of a High Republic-type uh, show and book and everything and and get these new great characters that that we love and uh you know become household names with star wars fans that's, was that's it what you I that said was it you that said max that said the sith brought the the jedi wars or the sith wars what's that was it you that brought up the sith wars or the jedi wars yeah i, I brought so, up go ahead so i could well i was just gonna say i could definitely see it where i mean because in the old republic it was it was uh, i believe before there is it was sort of like a high republic right where the republic was really strong and then mandalore came and attacked and then that's when they had the jedi civil war civil war 
I could definitely see the High Republic leading into something like that, and then that's when they introduce the Old Republic. Yeah, um, and I, so I, yeah, it, it would be really interesting if the Acolyte was. Go ahead. Isn't the High Republic like a hundred years before Episode One? It's two hundred. And the Old Republic is like thousands of years prior to that. No, no, no. High Republic is 500 years before oh, 500? before episode one. Yeah, it's... it's. Uh, well, but the Old Republic's older than that, though. Yeah, the so. Old Republic's like a thousand or something years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just... Yeah. I, I think it just all depends on what they want, how they're going to try and do it, um, and how if they want to try mm-hmm. and tackle it like the High Republic, and- where you start with novels and <laughs> comics and stuff, or if they want to just do a movie on it. There's been heavy rumors of Darth Bane trilogy of movies could be coming. Would, would Darth Bane be around the same time? I'm yeah, not think, familiar with his time. I think Darth Bane it is... Could he be introducing him? It could... No, 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 for the High Republic. Oh, the High Republic, yeah. I mean, it could be introducing him because, I mean, that that would be after the Old Republic. And again, they don't have to follow the exact timeline that was in Legend. So maybe it is a story about the Old Republic and, and Darth Bane's rise to prominence in the creation of uh, the rule of two i was thinking plagueis or whoever his master was yeah that's what a lot of people think acolyte could be about there's there's a lot of fan theories going around that acolyte could be about darth plagueis and his rise to, to power uh which would very much interest me definitely mm-hmm. um but uh lots of shows to talk about so let's move on from the acolyte let's move on to some let's do a couple of these quick hitters uh a droid story was something announced it's a fourth it's basically um let's see it's a fe- it's going to feature a new character that is guided by r2d2 and c3po and basically about the hijinks that c3po and r2d2 find themselves in this seems a lot more just child focused and hopefully it's dio yeah yeah uh yeah yeah i don't know i don't know what it's going to be but you know that one just sounds like Maybe I'll watch it off just when I'm bored or something. Not something I'm really going to focus on. Yeah, that's uh, hitting the snooze button on that one. Yeah. Um, the other one that's just kind of a quick hit here, Star Wars Visions. But this one actually sounds really interesting to me. They're getting the best, from what it said, uh, that they're getting the best studios in Japan to do anime Star Wars stories on existing stories. So it sounds like they're going to take scenes or maybe take things that were in the comics that are canon and make anime on them. And I think it's going to be in di- various different styles of anime. It's not going to be just one dedicated style throughout them. So you're going to get different artistic visions on this. And actually, that might be why the show's called Star Wars. You're going to get different artistic interpretations and visions on this. So each episode offers a different kind of art style. That show actually really excites me. It's probably only going to be like eight-minute episodes and stuff. But still, I'm really excited you to know- see like that you know it'd be kind of cool if they if they use some of the concept art um of like darth vader when he uh was more of like that samurai style yeah suit. yeah and then you had uh star killer instead of luke i think that was when he, when luke was originally supposed to be a girl yeah it'd be kind of interesting if they started using some of those original ideas and concept art to create stories kind of like a what if type thing yeah absolutely yeah it and honestly too I hope this the I hope these really take off because personally, guys with but with the Clone Wars animation and 
Rebels animation, I would just much prefer if they just did 2D drawings with this and did like yeah. an anime style show. I would find those just much better. I, I, I've always been a staunch supporter of Rebels. I think Rebels is great, but I've told Tim, I've told my buddy Drew this many times. I can't stand the Rebels animation. It's, it's hideous. It's, it's so ugly to me. It's the lightsabers are too thin. They look like Lego characters with like their hair looks like Lego hair. And for some reason, I don't understand why the the concept artist and the artist art vision is like, let's give every single character green, orange, and yellow clothes. And that's all that they can wear. They're going to wear green, orange, yeah. and yellow in muted tones. And it just, it, they're the most uninteresting character models that you can find. And it just, and the characters are great. So that's what always bummed me out is I just wish they would have done with a, a different art style or at least a different color palette, make it a little bit more exciting uh, than this weird green, orange, brown, yellow palette that they were using. But yeah, I hope I hope Star Wars Visions is successful and kind of maybe moves the the moves the the ball down the road into getting a, a an anime or just animate two D animated um, Star Wars show. So those are the kind of the two quick ones I wanted to touch on. Well, I guess actually one more. Uh, Star Wars The Bad Batch was also announced. It is a spinoff of the Clone Wars animated show. I honestly, honest to God, I don't know what other stories they could tell in the course. They've, they've had seven seasons of TV on the Clone Wars. And to be honest with you, though this, this show looks fun and the animation does look good, they, they've definitely upped the budget on animation on Disney+. Plus. I have... I have little to no interest in the Bad Batch. I, I really do not care. I I don't know what their story could do that impacts that overall story. And if you're going to tell a unique story to me at this point, I would rather that unique story just be set completely outside the Skywalker arc um, for me, because I, I just, the, I already know what's going to happen. I already, I already know the events and how they're going to play out. How much more drama and intrigue can you get out of something like that in this era? So I'm not very excited about it. I'm going to watch it. Uh, because it's Star Wars, and I, I, I'm going to consume the Star Wars content like a good consumer, but I don't really care. What do you guys think of the Bad Batch? Um, it seems to me like it's. I got the impression it's taking place like immediately after um, Episode Three. Oh, is so it? This is like the first, you yeah. know, maybe a couple of years Order of the 66. Empire. So we're yeah. seeing like the immediate so, aftermath. I think the premise, because I watched the trailer, and what it sounded like is. Uh, it's immediately after Order 66, and they, I think, work for the the Empire, but then I think they split off because it sounds like they start doing mercenary work, and they're trying to find their place in the galaxy because I don't know if they follow along or, I guess, under the same um, command, I guess, as the regular clone troopers where they were had the chip inhibitors. So I'm wondering if they kind of branch off and um, they become mercenaries, maybe bounty hunters. And I know we see that one character, uh, Finnick, I think that's her name, from Mandalorian. Yep, yep, she's She's at the show. So the it'd be kind of interesting stomach. if it kind of, the Iron Stomach, exactly. <laughs> it'd be kind of interesting if it if it kind of dives deeper into the whole bounty hunting aspect of things. And maybe, you know, we kind of see Cad Bane, uh, an older Boba Fett, you know, kind of see him boss. I know we kind of, already saw that in Clone Wars, but I mean, it, it, it could be interesting to get like a little darker taste and yeah, I would really, perspective. I would really like if this Bad Batch series kind of takes on from, takes the place of the, the same tone as the final season of Clone Wars, where it's, it's not kid oriented. Kids can watch the show 
but it's very much just a Star Wars story being told with animation, which is what I really appreciate. Some of the, like with Rebels and with Clone Wars, there's a lot of filler that just clearly is very focused on children's entertainment. With the last season of Clone Wars, it was not focused on children's entertainment. It was focused on telling a good Star Wars. And I hope that's what they continue well, to do with the animation you find on Disney+. Plus. I, I think it'll still be filler, because I think with Filoni, he had one last season left to do, and so he needed to make sure he fit in everything he wanted to in that last season. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, with Filoni's storytelling, he's going to have filler episodes, but, you know, he does a good job of well, ultimately collecting people and, and, and having that story start to progress more quickly as the seasons go on. Well, I'm curious. I'm curious if that's going to be true too, Tim, because he, there are filler episodes, but how much of that was because he was on Cartoon Network and they had a series order that they had to meet and Cartoon Network says our shows, our shows have 24 episode seasons. You're going to have to figure it out. And they're like, there's no, that's a good point. And they have to do that. So with the Clone Wars, I'm sure, I, I think they gave Dave the exact amount of episodes he wanted to do it. And he's like, hey, this, yeah. is, this is what I need to tell my story. I don't need 24 episodes because otherwise we're going to get a bunch of random adventures about like farting kids that need to get back to their parents and stuff like that, that, that you get with some of these. Yeah, shows. but you could also in a way argue about that with Mando, Mandalorian season one. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say everything was a filler episode, but there definitely were some episodes, I little think that adventures was, that didn't even really. Season two. Yeah, but I think that, and I think yeah. that was more the way the story they were. That's how they were just trying to introduce the story to fans. That it was going to be this swashbuckling kind of western adventure of the week type story, rather than like, oh, we we can tell our story in four episodes. We need to actually meet this minimum order though. So we have to do this. I think that's just how they wanted to tell the show. And I think season two, they've, they've reined that in a bit. There's only been one episode that really isn't impactful to the, I want to one that this week's episode too, basically, but this week's episode was good, but uh, there's been two episodes that aren't really impactful to the overall story. Everything else has mostly been that. Um, But yeah, you know, I, it's still just the, I, I do hope that when the bad batch drops, that if it is 20 episodes, it's 20 good episodes, like not filler. And if it if it's mm-hmm. 10 episodes, that means Dave says, hey, I, I need to tell this good story. I have 10 great episodes lined up. Here we go. Yeah. And I bet it, I bet it'll be shorter scenes too. Cause I mean, he's got a lot going on between yeah. the Mandalorian. And I mean, I, I'm sure he's got a say in the other series that are coming out yeah. and the other movies that are coming out too. So. Yeah. I'm sure this story is basically something he wanted to tell in the last season of clone wars, but just couldn't fit it in. So he decided he's like, Hey, let's just do it. Just a series for this. So mm-hmm. yeah, interesting stuff. Um, moving on, let's go to the next kind of not big splash type of show, but still one that looks interesting and that's Andor. So Andor is based off the character casting Andor from star Wars rogue one. He was the, Opposite, the main character opposite of Jin Erso in that, um, played by Diego Luna. I'm not personally the biggest fan of Rogue One. I, I thought it was personally, I thought that movie was extraordinarily boring. I just, I, I fell asleep in the theater uh, watching it, and uh, and I'm not trying to hit on you know like I, I will watch Rogue One. I just did not find it that entertaining. I I just did not really care that much for the story. There were some really great scenes in it, some really great moments, but overall, I would put that as my least favorite out of the new Star Wars movies. It just did not resonate with me like it did with other people. But uh, the characters 
that Jin Erso and Cassie Andor in particular resonated with me. They were they were great in that show in that movie. So when they announced an Andor show, I still had my reservations. I did not think there was really a need for a Andor type show. However, with the thought behind it being that they basically want to do the born ultimatum in star wars they want to do the born type saga with a character from star wars and this is going to be a spy thriller type show that gets me amped up that sounds really 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 cool and it's only a limited series it's i do not believe this is something that's going to span multiple seasons i think it's it's a one one off thing I and from what we saw from the concept art in the in the, the sizzle reel they showed us it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun and a great ride to take and nothing I wouldn't watch. So did you guys have any particular thoughts on Andor? Are you excited about it? Mellow about it? You know, no feelings in particular, but what, what do you guys think? I, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm more in line with what you're saying here. Uh, Rogue One was okay. Um, Cassian, I liked the idea of sort of reconnecting that they do sketchy shit. Um, so diving into that will be cool to see. I don't feel attached to the character ness. That's just the vehicle to see some uh, morally gray stuff in Star Wars than I'm for it, I guess. Yeah. Tim, any thoughts on Andor? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat. I mean, Rogue One was okay. I think I like to compare it. It's a good TV movie where if it's on, you'll watch it, but you're probably not going to go out of your way to watch it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's a cool concept. But then also, I mean, the, the other thing with it is you already know how the character is going to end up. You already know how things play out in episode four because it's going to be before that. So, I mean, it, it's going to be hard to really become emotionally connected when you know he's going to be fine at the end and what things are really going to happen that majorly impact the future movies. So it just, yes, I'll watch it, but I'm not too excited about it, I guess. Yeah. Um, same. I think it's just sort of indicative of this fatigue, at least I'm having, of like, why does everything have to be set, like, so close to the original trilogy? Like, let's get away from it. Like, go super far in the past or... Let's start moving post sequel trilogy. Like I'm, I'm so tired of seeing like Empire and Rebels and that shit. Like it's it's done. I don't know what else there's left to do with it. Yeah, they're definitely gonna have to get creative and and tell mm -hmm. stories that are contained and you know pull people in because there is that worry. You know, there's there's only you know there's only so much they could tell that impacts that overall story. And maybe they don't care about impacting that overall arc. Maybe they're like, I'm going to make this huge world inside of this, this, you know, arc of Skywalker stories and see what happens. So um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. Um, next they announced something I'm personally very excited about, and it's going to be a, a TV show, not a movie, but a TV show. And that's Lando. I believe they didn't, specify this but i would assume that donald glover is going to be back in 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 the uh the cape for there's lando been rumors there's been rumors for a while that he was getting brought in to do a disney plus show yeah it's yeah it's weird that if he was involved that they wouldn't say that i think it's probably because he is I don't know. They might not have the contract ironed out just yet. And, and, you know, maybe they just don't want to announce something without 
without having that all put in place. I don't know. And and Donald might be wanting a certain amount of creative control. And, and... I don't. I just. I don't think they do a live action. If it is live, did they confirm it was live action? Yeah, it is. It is. I don't think they do a live action Lando show without Donald Glover. Like yeah. they're not going to recast him. Right. They and could just have Billy D. Williams. D. H. D. H. Billy D. Um, I well, I I think so. It my just theory happens is to walk everywhere. Well, that. well, Billy yeah. D. Kind of into any fights God. or. Well, Billy D. Kind of brought yeah. up uh, or hinted at that Lando isn't done as a character or something like that, and the fact that he hinted at it, like that meant like he would have something to do with it. I am of the belief that this Lando series is going to be basically maybe every episode or maybe it starts in this first episode like this and he pops in every once in a while to, but I think it's going to be Lando telling stories to Jana about his adventures and, and maybe him helping Jana find her parents. And while, as he goes galaxy planet hopping, Jana, the other, uh, the other uh, of the stormtroopers who turned away from the first order, like Finn from rise Skywalker. Oh Yeah. You mean one of the the pointless characters in Episode Nine? Exactly the one the one who took Rose's spot. Uh, that we just there so you know we could Disney could avoid more speculation about Finn and Poe being gay. <laughs> Probably. Uh, and it's, hey, that's not out of the woods yet. It is. What could happen? <laughs> um, so I think I think we could. This show could be based on. An older, you know, Billy D's Lando with Jana, planet hopping, trying to find her parents, and in between, there's a lot of just. It's just basically a flashback show of Donald Glover's Lando doing all these different things. I think that could be what's going on, and that, that to me sounds interesting. Uh, now I'm saying it sounds interesting based on my thoughts alone. This has not been anywhere rumored or hinted at that that's what's going to happen. But I think Billy D is going to have something to do with the series, and if he does, it could be something like that. Um, so there's three series that are all tied together. So let's save that for last. Let's talk the, the, one of the big ones, probably the, for most people, the biggest part of the whole show, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, a limited series coming to Disney plus starring Ewan McGregor. And as announced at the shareholders meeting that Hayden Christensen is going to be coming back as Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader to reprise his role. And not only that, as Kathleen Kennedy states, it's going to be the rematch of the century. So we're getting a rematch of Darth Vader and Obi-Wan. Now, there's things to consider here. Obviously, Obi-Wan and Anakin fought at the end of Revenge of the Sith. That's what we thought was the last time Obi-Wan saw Anakin until A New Hope, when Darth Vader says, I felt a presence that I haven't felt since, and he cuts himself off and walks away. And that's when he feels Obi-Wan is on board the Death Star. So we kind of think, oh, it's just been that long since they've last seen. Well, now that line could be interpreted as, hey, no, they actually saw each other like 15 years ago or something. Who knows? But Darth Vader and Obi-Wan are going to clash. This sounds so exciting to me because I'm sure this means Obi-Wan isn't going to be just hanging out on Tatooine the entire time. I don't think Darth Vader's coming to Tatooine and then doesn't notice his son is there type of thing. So I think we're going to get this swashbuckling adventure with obi-wan across the galaxy and i just wonder what it could be is it going to be like this last ditch effort to try and turn the tide maybe try and turn anakin go personally see him trying to defeat the empire before having you know to rely only on luke skywalker's upbringing and stuff i don't know but that's what's so exciting about it i, I want to know how this comes together and uh 
it just for me it's great to see Hayden Christensen come back and I can't I I really hope man I'm rooting so hard for him I really really hope he proves all the haters from the prequel trilogy wrong the kid can definitely act he can act Mm -hmm. he was given wooden dialogue and he was given poor direction let's give him good direction which he's gonna get with uh is a Kathy Yen um uh, what's her name the director who's directed the whole series she Deborah Chow Deborah Chow um, Kathy Ann is someone else. I can't remember who that is. But Deborah Chow is directing this. And with her directing, and I think, well, someone else is writing, I'm really excited to see what Hayden's performance is like. So do you, you guys think, have any thoughts on Obi-Wan? I'm excited. Do you think Ian McDermott's going to be in it? Ooh. I feel like he has to be. You have to have You have to have the Emperor involved. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm willing to guess there's going to be some other big names that show up. This seems kind of like the... Uh, pull out all the stops kind of opportunity for yeah. Disney Plus here. Yeah. yeah. And I, I also, so I've heard, uh, or or from um, actually, yeah, from the sizzle reel, we didn't get to see the sizzle reel for Obi-Wan, but one of the descriptions of the concept art that was shown was Darth Vader sitting on a throne. So we're going to get probably Vader in his castle sitting on a throne and and people coming by to, you know asking him for orders and stuff and i cannot personally personally i can't freaking wait for that this is gonna be like comic book darth vader man this is gonna be so freaking cool to see yeah. I, I, I i really cannot wait vader so like he said in the comics is a monster yeah like mm-hmm. it'd be so i mean obviously in the original trilogy like you know we never really got to see like full full force uh potential on display but uh, in the comics vader does all kinds of oh, man. crazy <laughs> cool shit i hope <clears throat> i hope we get a scene where it's him and you know there's rebel soldiers and like we have you surrounded he just yeah. goes all i'm surrounded by dead men. yeah that's exactly what i was about yeah. to say yeah he's yeah. like he's like I'm, I'm only surrounded by like something and dead men i was like oh it's, it's like so fear and dead man yeah well, yeah, like, yeah in like one of the first couple of issues of the new marvel run um the the rebels are attacking some kind of imperial like it's like a factory or like a shipyard or something and they they commandeer an AT-AT walker and Vader shows up and Han is piloting it and he tries to stomp on Vader and Vader catches the AT-AT's yeah. foot yeah. in midair it was so cool it's so cool and stuff that's like that, that would be dope and that's the badass stuff that's like the those are the great powerful moments that we get in star wars where you could see how powerful jedi and sith are and that's what's so badass and it but it's not also like overboard like i saw on reddit today that people are really hoping that the obi-wan series introduces star killer the apprentice from the games oh. in force unleashed and i'm like why no. would anyone want that? For me, I've never understood the love for Starkiller. He is just like this overboard, overly powerful. He literally like literally like does these force charge things that look like it's something out of an anime. I don't even know. Uh, but that's but what you just mentioned there, him catching the foot of the ATAT with his hand and like that that was a great scene of the comic. So I'm I'm hoping we get really campy. I, I want to get campy. I want boiling bubbling lava and this big ass black throne and that he's sitting upon and and i i just want it to be so just and i want to see vader at the height of his powers there and that's gonna be it's gonna be so much fun to see uh, what if what what if uh-huh here's here's what gets obi off of tattoo um it's mace windu shows up yep 
he's somehow able to find Obi-Wan. He's like, hey, dude, I've got a plan. Let's go kill fucking Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I could see. And Obi-Wan goes see. along because he wants to <laughs> take it as a last. That's set, a great plan. A last chance to try <clears throat> to redeem him. But Mace is, I, Mace is out for blood. You know, I've been dead for 10 years, so I've come up with this plan. Let's fucking kill Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> He, Samuel L. thinks he's still alive. George said, as far as he's concerned, Mace Windu survived episode three. So, so here's it's, it's on the table. Here's what I thought, though. Like yeah. th- that, is, that wouldn't be a bad way to bring him back. If they brought him back, I want him back in Obi Wan, and that's it. I want him back that's in Obi Wan. That's what Obi-Wan, I'm saying. And I want him dead in Obi Wan. Yeah, I don't, Vader I, will like kill him off for yeah, good, and yeah. Obi Wan barely escapes with his life or yeah. something like I, that. I do not want him. Like some people yeah. think that he might be the one who shows up for for Grogu, at, maybe at the end of this season. Oh, and I'm like, no. I can't tell you how awful that would be. Like I would hate that so much. Like it would be cool, but I'd also be like, that is that's not good for me. Like why can't characters just stay dead why are they coming back all the damn time so uh it starts to feel like a marvel comic just he died so the only thing that interests me with potential mace window coming back which i haven't heard that angle but mace coming back and still being a good guy and getting obi-wan to come with him to go you know take down darth vader i, oh, I mean i don't I, think necessarily like a quote-unquote good guy he's right. just like well my this my, guy cut my hand off and right well, got my, thrown out of the building. <laughs> my my fan fiction is that if he were to be alive, I was actually hoping he was going to be the main villain of Obi Wan. Yeah, and, I think and we talked was, about this and before. He, and he was going to survive, and he hates the Skywalkers, and he knows Anakin had kids or a kid, and yeah. he goes to Tatooine to he, hunt down Luke and kill him. And Obi Wan has to stand his ground and fight Mace Windu. Who that would be a great clash because Mace Windu is super powerful. That would be awesome to me. But um, yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. But I would be interested in the only, up the only argument I'd have against that is, I mean, he. T- he has a line in the rise of skywalker and raise a skywalker oh yeah and he's he a good guy out. that's true he is a good guy in the, as a force ghost he can what i think is gonna happen yeah yeah, yeah. miss windu has a line he goes he's like feel the force flow through you and oh. uh, and oh uh, yeah that would be weird if he's a bad guy and he's like <laughs> what so what i think is gonna happen is i think yeah. liam neeson's gonna show up as qui-gon oh he has to force ghost and then he's basic. Obi Wan's going to be struggling with failing, and then they're going to have a discussion. And Qui Gon's going to give him hope, like he's not lost. You Dude, know? if yeah, if if Qui Gon doesn't show so, up in the Kenobi series, that would be as about about of a, a big of a swing and a miss as not including any cool scenes with Luke Skywalker wrecking shit with a lightsaber and his Force powers, like in the Last Jedi. That would be like the biggest like missed opportunity type thing. And again, I've always said this. Now I've really redacted a lot of my feelings about Last Jedi, but still, you could tell that exact same story in Last Jedi. And for love of God, just give us something cool with Luke Skywalker hacking and slashing, being a fucking badass, and, and just 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 give us that. Throw us a fucking bone, then tell us the rest of your story about how right. he doesn't want to do that anymore. So, so that was such a huge swing in the in a miss. That would be Tim. That would be the biggest swing and a miss since that. If they don't have Qui Gon appear as a Force ghost, literally the last lines Obi Wan shares has has in the movie is Qui Gon, you know, and he's like, "Teach you to commune with him, I will." And and then like that's the last line he shares with his Jedi Master. He better show up with Qui Gon. That would Tim. Great point. 
it would even be better if Obi-Wan is like kind of lost hope type of thing, disconnected from the force. He can't get Qui-Gon to show up and he and then he eventually gets him to at some point to get guidance. He finally gets Qui-Gon to show up. That could be mm-hmm. a cool thing. Um, you know what would be really cool? I just thought of this. Yeah. If instead of Qui-Gon, he tells him to go see Yoda on Dagobah. And so Obi-Wan goes there and he goes into the cave, like what Luke does, and he fights uh, Vader and he sees Anakin is Vader. And then so he goes off to try to fight Vader and Yoda like warns against him, kind of like what he does with Luke. And it's kind of yeah. like a... Yeah, it's like, it's uh, not your destiny. A mirroring of that. Yeah, it's like, it's not yeah. your destiny to defeat him. Don't try it type of thing. Yeah. That wouldn't constitute the rematch of the century, though. I, yeah. I think they're going to fight for real. Yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. wondering if, I'm I'm almost wondering if, if we know Darth Vader doesn't know about Luke. We know he doesn't know that he has twins. He knows he has kids, but I don't think he know he knows he has twin kids no because i think i think he thought they died during childbirth. yeah that's true he could have i think potentially what could happen is he finds out leia is a lot leia about leia that he has a daughter he doesn't know about luke but there could be a way that they twist it so he finds out about leia at a certain point in her adolescence and it's up to obi-wan to try and figure out a way to defend her and and save her and they have this class to like savers like i don't know but yeah they they, they to read to constitute the rematch of the century there's got to be some serious dramatic things in there that i i personally can't wait so that I, some good theories here guys. i i might be wrong about this but i'm pretty sure the comics kind of do a, a soft retcon where vader was aware that he had a son yeah that may not uh, prior to it being established in um empire well that's because uh, Boba Fett found out. Yeah, like he knows he has, and then when I think in the movie, Palpatine's kind of like, "You got a kid," and Vader's like, "No way!" But I, I guess they recontextualize <laughs> it as like he's lying; he's just acting surprised, uh, like huh. he knew. So yeah, Interesting. but mm-hmm. I mean, it's just some comics, so fuck yeah. it. But well, they've been tying a lot of stuff in from other can from other things of canon with the uh, Mandalorian. But yeah, I'm really excited about this show, guys. It starts filming in January, uh, and I think they said 2021 release. There maybe 2022. I don't know. Uh, uh, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. But I'm really, really excited about that, and uh, excited to see how ecstatic Ewan is to come back. And same with Hayden. I just I'm rooting so hard for Hayden, man. I, I just hope he comes back and just knocks it up. Um, Okay, moving on to the final three shows that I just wanted to talk about at once because they're all, turns out they're all connected. So The Mandalorian, uh, we're going to do a season recap after this, uh, but Mandalorian season three is coming out Christmas 2021. That's what we know about that. They announced two other shows stemming off from The Mandalorian, one of them being Rangers of the New Republic, which we know very little about. We just know that the New Republic is around in Mandalorian, and they're clearly recruiting people, as in one episode, a New Republic ranger drops a badge on Cara Dune's desk as if to say, like, join us. We're trying to, you know, save the galaxy type thing. So I don't know if the series will feature Cara Dune. I don't know if it's clearly there's going to be a bunch of new characters, and it's just going to be about the formation of the New Republic, potentially also more about the formation of the First Order. But that's something we have to wait and see. We really don't have any information on that other than it's going to tie into this 
culminating climactic event with the Mandalorian and Ahsoka, which Ahsoka spinoff series just got announced as well alongside it. So Mandalorian, Ahsoka, Rangers of the New Republic, all going to tell their own stories. They're going to meet at the end for a finale, probably a movie, I would guess, because, you know, it's already been brought up by Jon Favreau that he could maybe do a Mandalorian movie. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. that could be what he's talking about. Is this going to be a Mandalorian movie tying it tying up all these ends um i could not be more excited for the ahsoka series we don't know what it's going to be about we don't know if it's going to be about her trying to go find ezra with sabine that is where we last left off with them at rebels that's the last time we saw uh um um ahsoka in canon until mandalorian and they still from what it sounds like they still have not found ezra it sounds like she is still searching for thrawn and the last time we saw thrawn him and ezra were on a space whale getting sucked into a black hole type thing and disappeared uh so we and that sounds crazy if you haven't seen it but it's actually like a space whale squid and uh that's uh, that's that but and she's clearly in in the episode of mandalorian she's clearly searching for thrawn which would make you think, okay, she's looking for Ezra because she wants to know where Thrawn is. So there's all that. And we have very little bit on that. We do we know Rosario Dawson is going to be back as Ahsoka for that series. And um, yeah, guys, what do we think of these three series? What interests you in either of these brand new ones they just announced? And um, and what uh, stories could tell? I I don't know what they're going to do with Rangers New Republic. Yeah. I, I, that doesn't sound interesting to me. But we'll no, go. agreed. I I don't care about that one at all. Um, I. It sounds like spaceship pew pews, which we've talked about. I have zero interest in. Um, I guess it's something. I think Megazord may make an appearance. Yeah, oh, that'd yeah. be cool. <laughs> this is about Power Rangers, actually. That's exactly what this is. They're finally tying it in. I, yeah. Ahsoka, it could be cool, but I just hope Dave Filoni does not direct any of it. He, I, I think he's got a long way to go still directing live action. Um, you didn't like his episode in uh, season two? I, I still think there were some really awkward things about it. Um, what was the third one? Mando season three? Yeah. Oh, well then, I mean, yeah. Like, that show gets better as it goes, so. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm excited about it, too. Uh, I think it's going to be good. Again, I, I'm kind of waiting to see what happens with these series tim what do you what do you have any thoughts on on any of these like which one i'm most looking forward to or? yeah what do you think I mean, oh, about her yeah yeah i mean rangers of the new republic I, we really don't know a lot about it so i, I really i'm not sure i, I think it's just going to be a bunch of adventures going around and kind of seeing maybe the rise of the first order i i don't know i'm excited for soko just because there's a lot of cool stuff we could do it especially because um i mean she she's really familiar with the force and, and kind of like the world between worlds um which would be kind of cool if they really started focusing more on that aspect of it and and you know getting a deeper understanding of the force kind of what they touched on in rebels um so i like that i, I think that could be a really cool show i think um well too with that tim i want to i i just had this idea i think if rangers and new republic is like a police procedural where it's like in 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 Star Wars. Oh and, no, propaganda in Star Wars, man. And, and they go to, oh my god, and they go to uh uh like different places like Coruscant. They go down to like the the gritty underworlds of Star Wars to to stop gang activity or stop things that are like funding the the formation of the First Order and stuff. I think that could be. Yeah, yeah, 
that would be that would be really interesting and i mean it it really allow the force awakens to connect a lot more with the original series too it's my my feeling about all these series announced is like i'm sure they're going to do interesting things that if i took the time and sat down and watched it i'd be like oh this is cool but the only two things that really grab me are obi-wan obviously and acolyte but yeah i mean it's it's to each to each their own from absolutely tanner um for me like when a man when mandalorian ends i just want more star wars content. i'm just like wow i wish i didn't have to wait a full year for a new show or a, a new movie or something i just i want to consume that content and i think for me star wars is is such a deep and rich franchise that has so much to offer uh that i just you know i'm, I'm always willing to watch it and learn more and and just keep consuming that because i just i just really love the i'm I'm very passionate about stores i absolutely love it and i i hope these shows do well i have not been the biggest fan of a lot of things that have come out from disney uh solo is my favorite sequel uh, of the new movies by by far and away my favorite Um, really yeah yeah more than force awakens more than force awakens force awakens is a close second um and it's weird, man. It's weird. I find myself probably watching The Last Jedi more than any of the others with the sequel trilogy, though. <laughs> how the how the turntables? Yeah, it's it's very. <laughs> it's I think it's because of the way the story is told. It's not that I like the story per se, <laughs> okay. or I like the way that the it's laid out. It's just that I like the way it's told. It feels more Star Warsy to me than maybe Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker, where both of those they start to feel to me in hindsight, they kind of do feel like it's a product off the shelf. It's a toy uh, where I feel like last Jedi was approached more honestly. Now, again, I don't care that much for the story that was told in it. I've been very vocal about it, but I like it way more than I did. And I, I like to watch it because it makes, it feels more like star Wars to me than the other one. And I still like force awakens. I still like the rise of Skywalker, but, but yeah, Tim, I feel like you're in the same boat too. You were saying something like that recently. Yeah. I think, the Force Awakens or The Rise of Skywalker are probably my least favorite of the new Disney movies. Yeah, and it's, it is very it, it's it goes to show too that like the sequel trilogy has been totally underwhelming to me at this point. That The Last Jedi is the one I watch more than any other because I really you, again anyone who's listened to this podcast, all all four of you, it's been uh you know how uh, <laughs> I've never listened to it. How uh, uh, I'm one of them. So. <laughs> me too. So. I'm not. And Jordan's the fourth. <laughs> so, the well, fourth. I, I don't listen to it, so I don't know who the other person is. Oh, it's Pat. It's your brother. Um, <laughs> no, hey, we average like 40 listeners, so that's we got 40 people tuning in, okay? That's Before COVID killed all of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's not funny. I should Jesus Christ, Tanner. Jordan isn't editing this episode, man. He can't. He doesn't have the time. That's, that's staying back in. And we're getting canceled. I'm that's sorry. staying in. Damn you, Tanner. Oh, God. Well, at least you're getting canceled. Tim and I will be safe Ooh. and sound. I hey, was about to make a. I don't have a social media that, presence, so. so joke's on them. <laughs> They're going to cancel the shit out of your Instagram, Tanner. You, don't have, you have no idea what's coming for you. You just uh, lost your job. You just lost everything. <laughs> oh, my God. Um,. Hey, uh, last two things I want to talk about. We're going to talk the movies that were announced. The movies that were announced. First one, director Patty Jenkins, director of Wonder Woman, coming out with a movie called Rogue Squadron. Don't really know much about it. Rogue Squadron was a video game, a book, and people loved it. And I'm not, I'm with 
you know, I'm I'm not actually the biggest person into the space battles and everything. The thing that interests me about this is Well, you sure got riled up when I was being critical of it. Well, I think it's interesting enough and it's a different thing and I just I'm excited about it because I want them to make me excited about the ships. Like I really True. I really have not I'm with you. Like people say like, oh the spaceship battles are are just awesome. I'm like I really could care less about that type of stuff. To be honest with you, like during Return of the Jedi when they're flying around in their ships and blowing stuff up, I'm like, I want to go back to the throne room with Darth Vader and Luke, thanks. Yeah. Uh, and whether when, when uh, you know, there's 85 minutes of the movie and Last Jedi dedicated to a ship standing 100 yards in front of another ship moving at a pace of 20 miles an hour, I'm like, I would yeah. rather be back on the rock with Ray and Luke, thanks. Can we go back there, please? Yeah. Uh, I, I will say, with Rogue One, Squadron. the no, oh, the Rogue movie One, Rogue okay, One. Yeah, 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 the the space battle in that movie was cool, even though it didn't feature characters we cared about in those sequences. But um, Admiral Raddus and that crazy ramming maneuver they did, yeah. the, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, I was like, okay, I can, I I'm down, I can see it. But yeah. so I don't know if. It all depends on the characters, right? Like, because I feel like space wizards with laser swords is inherently interesting to me. Yeah. But a guy who flies spaceship is not inherently interesting to me. So, I don't know. Maybe the first trailer I'm sure will come out and blow me away and I'll be singing a completely different tune like I always do. Yeah. But at the moment, I am a little disappointed that we're going to be waiting three years and this is the first live action movie we're getting after episode nine well, but well i will say they made i mean the fast and the furious movies and their car the car scenes and they're super exciting for me i i and i'm not a car guy in the least but those scenes are always super exciting to me i always find those so so fun to watch so i hope i hope that's kind of what we get um that type of action-packed vehicle yeah you know type thing but also the thing that excites me most Just i have no cast idea cast vin diesel and uh yeah. the rock in it Let's do it. Um, I, I will say too, though. I uh, one last ride. Patty Jenkins. I had no idea. In CGI Paul Walker. Yeah. <laughs> God. I had. Uh, oh my God. Moff Tarkin. It. I will say this. I had no idea that uh, Patty Jenkins' dad fought and died for our country as a fighter pilot. I had no idea about that. And to be honest, I'm just going to be straight up honest with you. I watched that video that she posted to her Twitter about this, and I straight up cried. I actually got, well, I didn't cry, but I got tears in my eyes and chills running down my, my body because it was the, just the way she told talked about it. She sounded so passionate and so like so excited. I and, and so ready to tell the story. It literally gave me chills and I got tears in my eyes. And 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 just her talking about her dad and and the impact he had on her and, and what he means to her. It was just a really really cool video that absolutely 100% put me more on board than just the title and Rogue Squadron directed by Patty Jenkins. So if you haven't had a chance to watch that, y'all need to go and watch it. It is on her on her Twitter. It's incredible. Go check it out. It's going to make you more excited for Rogue Squadron than anything else could, I think. Is so. um is there an Avatar sequel coming out in 2023? Uh yes, I think so. At least stay for that, yeah. 
be or is it 2022? I think it's 2022. I think it moved a bumped a year because it was supposed uh, to come out. Staggering in- it. Yeah, it's they're going Avatar, Star Wars, Avatar, uh, Star Wars uh, is what it was is what I hear. Meanwhile, the Marvel Universe is getting 18 to... movies a year, which is right. really frustrating to me that they just keep like, oh, we can't do Star Wars every year, but let's do like the exact same fucking characters. Three. You well, know, you know what? Movies. If you guys didn't whine so much about the Last Jedi and went and saw Solo in theaters, we wouldn't be in this position. <laughs> well, if they didn't put freaking Solo three three months after the most controversial Star Wars movie of all time and then and then did it like promote it with anything until a month before the damn thing came out. It was like a month before the movie came out. We got a full trailer. I was like, what the hell is happening? People aren't even going to know what this is going on. Well, Ugh, yeah, yeah, what yeah. a bummer. I, I'm With Lando's series coming back, I'm already telling you, Solo 2 is on the table. If Lando's getting his own series, Solo 2 is already on the table for either a show or in a, a movie, and I, I hope it. Bring Maul back to live action. Um, and then, yeah. And then, uh, uh, the, I was going to make a joke thinking of that, by the way. I was like, I hope also in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series when he can Qui-Gon Jinn, uh, he'll be talking, and then his arm will reach out, and he'll, a lightsaber, a force lightsaber will fly into his hand, he'll ignite it green to remind everyone who he is. <laughs> so, right. so the people who didn't watch the prequels more than once <laughs> that are going to be watching the Obi-Wan show on and Disney+. You Plus know what? Go, oh, that's this the is- guy. Another thing to hate Rebels for is the fact that they wasted the Darth Maul re- Obi-Wan rematch in that kitty bullshit show instead yeah. of saving it for Obi-Wan, but yeah. whatever. Well, I'll say this. Uh, it sounds the, the, the whole thing in general, though, with, with Rogue Squadron, it sounds interesting, and I, I of course I'm going to see it. It's a Star Wars movie. Of course I'm going to watch The last thing we're going to talk about in the news segment Taika Waititi, uh, they talked about his movie that's coming. It's official that, that he is going to be directing a Star Wars movie. And they kind of showed this logo, which looks very much Taika Waititi. It looks like something that he would have picked out. It looks very 80s comic book. Yeah, uh, or like the 80s, like Kenner action. Yeah, and, and we got this weird look at like this spaceship that's like this, like this diamond I don't even know what it looks like. It was just this weird, it just looks kind of funky. Now I've always kind of made my feelings clear about Taika Waititi. I think he's hilarious and he's super talented. I thought Thor Ragnarok was the best Thor movie that has been made by a very long shot. And I also thought Jojo Rabbit is tremendous. It's an amazing movie. The hunt for wilder people's great. He was in what we do in the shadows and wrote that everything the guy touches. I have loved. I, I, am I, hope, I hope it's more Jojo Rabbit yes. than Thor Ragnarok. Yes, if it's, I, I'm, I'm going to be, and I think, you know, Taika isn't an idiot. You know, he's he knows, hey, I'm not going to just go and tell these goofy jokes like in Thor and have, you know, characters jump out in a, in a very emotional scene, jump out of a ship to make a cool superhero landing and actually have them fall flat on their face on the bridge and everything. Like, he's not going to do that. He's not going to cut every dramatic thing with humor. Uh, that That's not something he's going to do because that's not Star Wars. That's Marvel. And he knows that. And Jojo Rabbit is a perfect thing of that. It's a dramatic story with humor in it. It's not overboard. It's not out of place. It's perfect. It's a perfect movie. And I love it. So I hope it is more of that. And uh, I, I personally can't wait to see what it does. We have absolutely no details on this. There is not a single thing that's been released about what this movie is going to be about, what time period it takes place in, who the characters will be, nothing. We got one little piece of concept art plus this like weird Star Wars logo to kind of give you maybe a vibe for what he's going. And we'll just kind of have to see what comes next. 
Um, I tell you what, guys, we're running a little long on this news section, but I thought that was probably the more important, most important thing that we wanted to cover today was yeah. all of this news. So why don't we just call it an episode? Let's keep it short and sweet. There's about a 50, about a 60 minute episode. So yeah. a, a nice little comeback um, episode for our listeners to, to just kind of get our thoughts on this big new slate of Star Wars stuff that's going to kind of give us something to cover for the remaining uh, Force Visions coming up uh, this month and, and next month and so on and so forth. So a little housekeeping that I want to do at the end of this podcast is real quick quick with you guys and our listeners. You know, long story short, our lives just got really, really busy in the past three months, especially me as the host this of This year has been a shit tornado. The year has been year. a shit tornado. We've all been incredibly busy. And of course, me as the host, the guy who coordinates when we're going to meet and do this thing, I have just been an unreal busy with my life in general, with purchasing a house, with renovating it, with uh, just with work. It's just been nonstop. And I just had, did not have the time to dedicate that I wanted to to this podcast to make it good. I wanted to come back and do it because I wanted to do it, not because I was uh, being forcing myself to do it, which I hadn't ever done. Uh, and I would have been forcing myself to do it because I was just plain old exhausted at the end of every day. And I would be like, I'm going to be terrible as a podcast. So I'm going to be sleeping through this. Um, so we're finally at this home stretch where all of us are kind of things are slowing down again and I'm feeling great. I think everyone else is feeling great and we're ready to get back to this. So usually what we were going to be, what we're going to be aiming for cinematic sticks once a week, force visions every other week. And we're going to have a lot of fun with it. We have the Cinemaxic game shows that we introduced on the last Cinemaxic or two, two episodes ago that I'm really excited to bring back. Um, we're going to be doing live stream episodes here soon. we got some graphics that we're putting together. Lots of really cool logos and animations I can't wait to show. We're really going to be going on and hopefully you guys will be tuning in. And I will say uh, for the Cinemaxic podcast, maybe not this coming episode, but the next episode after that, we have a huge guest. A absolutely huge guest <laughs> that is going to be on this show that I honestly can't believe is going to be on this show. It is Guys, pretty wild. It, it's it's nuts. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to announce who it's going to be. I'm not going to keep you in suspense until you listen to the podcast because I want you guys to watch it live. Well, but let's gonna, yeah, hope it works out. Yeah, we have to get it. Yeah, I'm not going to tell who it is yet because we got to just get it ironed out. But it is. I, I'm going to go ahead and guarantee it's going to happen. It's so exciting. And again, I cannot believe we're getting this guy on the podcast. I can't wait. It's going to be an awesome or gal. What's that? You said we're getting this guy, guy or gal. Guy or gal. Guy or gal. Yeah, sorry. Too much already. <laughs> yeah, they're going to narrow him down based off that. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> what's, what's the, the, there's a short list of, of male uh, yeah. movie insiders we could get. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's but, Christopher uh, Nolan. <laughs> Christopher Nolan's coming on our Christopher Nolan podcast episode we put off forever. That's why it's been so long. He said, he's like, listen, guys, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> that's my Christopher Nolan. Listen, guys, I'm really busy right now shooting Tenet. How about you let me finish my Tenet movie and then I'll come on the podcast? And I said, all right, absolutely. <laughs> and no, so he actually just called me, um, yesterday and it was like, oh no, I single handedly killed the movie theater industry. <laughs> Oops. Wow, he chose you to vent that with. That's Oopsie a, doodle doo. That's a dangerous choice. He he would have, he should have known you and had no sympathy for. It. Uh, but uh, yeah, guys. <laughs> now now I'm only gonna I'm only saying maybe not next week, but two weeks after that because we're gonna with our YouTube channel we're gonna be doing a debut of this new graphics. I want it to look great. It's gonna be a professional setup, and and I want it to look great with the, the person we're bringing on, um, because it's gonna be a big thing. I think it's gonna get a lot of views on YouTube from what I've seen from this guy's interviews 
a lot of people view it and check in on him. So uh, I'm really excited. So we'll be having him on. So be on the lookout for that. Again, Cinemax is once a week, Force Visions every other week. And uh, we're going to be going from there. So, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for, for supporting us all this time. And uh, we're, we're ready to be back for you and excited to get after it. So, uh, guys, any last words before we, we sign off for the day? I've wear a mask. Go to the bathroom so bad. Got to go to the bathroom so bad. Wear a mask. And uh, yes, as always, I'm your host, Max Lena, Matt, Max Fozzie, for my co host, Tim, Tanner Rush at Danger Rush, Tim Rankmith at Tim Trist. This has been the Force Vision Podcast. Thank you again for sticking around. Welcome back to the Cinemax Podcast Universe. And we're going to see you again next week for a brand new episode of Cinemax Tech. We'll see you then. Thanks again. Bye. And may the Force be with you.